Yo, this is Jake Cuts Fresh. You're checking out the Barber Life Podcast. This is for all barbers, no matter your age, race, or status. Barber Life. Jake Cuts Fresh. What's up, baby? Yeah, there we go. All right, so we got that. That's good. I don't. I, I hadn't had that issue before, so here we go. <laughs> Working out kinks and such. So right. yeah. So thank you for being on. So for my people, this is my man Tyler Tyler Sullivan. He is one of the executives and owners of Sullivan Beauty, which here in New England is a huge company. Um, they went away and they're back. Uh, That's right. All that. Uh, I met this man at an event that you guys actually threw. That was phenomenal. Um, right. Had not been to many salon uh, cosmetology events, but, um, you know, I got, I got good friends. You are who you surround yourself with. And they invited me to this, uh, to this thing. So we went and uh, that was the night they had Nick Orojo in Boston and um, just a great night, man. We just were all kicking at the end and got to meet you and your brother and sister and, um, yeah, just very interesting guys to me, man. You guys have such a deep uh, passion for what you're doing, I can tell. And it's, Absolutely. Uh, it's so fun to be around. So why don't you tell everybody who you are? That's that's my intro. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so uh, Tyler Sullivan on Instagram, Shampoo Tyler, uh, one of the co-owners of Sullivan Beauty. We are a beauty supply distributor for all of New England, and I'll talk a little bit about that. I co-own the company with my brother, Carrie, and my sister, Lauren. So it's a family-owned company. We are a third-generation beauty suppliers. In fact, my grandfather, C.B. Sullivan, started <laughs> the barber distribution game in New England in 1945 when he founded wow. his company, C.B. Sullivan Company. Yeah, it's pretty rad. So uh, in two years, 2020... You know, we're going to be 75 years old in the industry here, which is pretty cool. So we've got a rich history. And, uh, yeah, we grew up in this thing, man. So my grandfather started as a barber supplier uh, from 1945 to 1980 when my dad, also called C.B. Sullivan, and he's the one who made the company famous. Um, He bought it from his father in 1980. And took it from, they had one store at the time based out of Manchester, New Hampshire, southern New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And um, from 1980 to 2010, he basically took it from that one store to the largest independent beauty supply distributor on the east coast of the United States. We had 32 stores, over 200 employees. We had all the major barber lines, all the major beauty supply lines. And basically what it was is... Um, you know, professional stores where barbers and cosmetologists and estheticians and nail technicians and massage therapists, all sorts of people in the beauty industry uh, would come and shop for their supplies and their tools and their equipment, uh, education, professional business consultation. We'd host classes, you know, so there was a lot of resources for people in the beauty yeah. industry. Yeah. I, I always felt like it was when it was around, I was in Framingham and they had the, you guys had the Framingham store and that was a one-stop shop. 
Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. You didn't have to go. Right now, I have to, if I want supplies, if I don't order off of a website, I have to go to three different stores to get everything that I want. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tricky. You know, the, uh, the, the game has changed a lot. There's been a lot of evolution in the beauty industry. And by the way, when I refer to the beauty industry, it encapsulates everything, barber-wise, cosmetology-wise. It's, re- it's referenced as the beauty industry, right? So Yeah, absolutely. The beauty industry has changed a lot. Basically, what's been happening is it's kind of gotten monopolized by two big players. One of them is Cosmoprof, and mm-hmm. the other one is Salon-Centric. And these are two major beauty supply distributors who both have hundreds and hundreds of stores across the U.S. They're both nationwide. And they're really kind of competing against each other to have as many brands as they can because they are the resource for most professional cosmetologists and barbers to shop at. In addition to their stores, they have what we call field sales teams, which are basically sales consultants that go around to barbershops and salons and promote their brands, introduce education events, things of that nature. So when my father was doing it from, you know, the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and he was able to grow the massive C.B. Sullivan Company empire, he was the game in town. There were a couple of other independent distributors playing with him. But we were the big guys, and um, that's why we were the one-stop shop. We had all the best brands. We had all the resources that you needed. And then what ended up happening was um, Salon Centric purchased C.B. Sullivan Company in 2010. So our 32 stores throughout Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Mass, Rhode Island, and Connecticut all got scooped up by salon centric and turned into salon centric stores. Right. And that was kind of the trend starting in like the late 2000s. And they bought salon centric bought, I think like 13 distributors in like three years, all the big guys across the U S. Wow. So, um, yeah, our family company, CB Sullivan company at that time was sold off. And what we did, my dad being as brilliant as he was held on to one of our primary brands called Paul Mitchell. Mm -hmm. And, um, we kept the Paul Mitchell distribution in our Northern territory, which is New Hampshire, Maine and Vermont. And, uh, you know, we no longer had distribution in mass Rhode Island, Connecticut at the time. This was in 2010. But keeping the Paul Mitchell business allowed us to stay in the industry, and we started a new company called Paul Mitchell Northern New England, and we were rocking out with that brand for five years. Uh, Under the Paul Mitchell umbrella these days, Jake, there's like seven different brands, so there was a lot there to play with, you know? So when you say we, though, you mean who? You and your brother and sister? Exactly. So my dad, when he sold the company, it was actually my dad was involved with it as well. And we set up the company in three parts so my my brother, my sister, and myself could all be equal owners of the company. Nice. Um, At the time, my sister was just finishing up. Uh, She was living out in Colorado, so she was coming over. So originally, it was my father, my brother, and I that started the company. And then soon after, my sister came in and took over my father's part. Okay. so that was kind of like the evolution, right? So when C.B. Sullivan Company, then we sold it to Salon Centric, and we kept the Paul Mitchell business, started up Paul Mitchell Northern New England, which basically allowed us to stay within the industry, right? So we didn't sell off the whole company. Right. And then um, 
last year in June of 2017, we went back to Salon Centric and we said, hey, guys, you know, we know you bought the company and you bought the name C.B. Sullivan, but we really want to get our name back to Sullivan Beauty. Uh, and they said, as long as you don't call it C.B. Sullivan Company, you can use the name. So we rebranded our company from Paul Mitchell of Northern New England to Sullivan Beauty. Nice. In honor of our father who passed away soon before that, unfortunately. Mm. And then um, what that enabled us to do was diversify our brand so it wasn't just Paul Mitchell any longer. We took on different brands like Arojo, which was the uh, hair show that you came to in Boston, amongst other brands. Nice. Yeah. All right. So let me understand this a little bit, right? So I don't know if I told you or not, but my wife owns a salon. Okay. I own a barbershop. So – our businesses are similar. People leave happier than when they came in. They look better. Right. But they're so different in every other angle. Sure. Um, from how everything gets, everybody gets paid to how things get ordered and all this. Um, she has a, a person, the distributor, or the their, their rep, they call yep. them, that yep. comes in and finds out what they need and then places the order and it shows up. Exactly. That's basically what distribution is for the lay person, right? So do you guys do that? Like, do you have reps that go out to stores or how does that work from your end? Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. So the the beauty supply distributors, our core competencies are we partner up with major manufacturers and we are their representation, Okay, so the rep is the sales rep. We call them DSCs, which stands for Distributor Sales Consultants. And those reps will have a certain geographic territory. So you guys are in Milford. You know, you're going to have somebody who's got Milford and the surrounding towns Mm -hmm. calling on all the beauty salons and barbershops in that area. And that's that rep's territory. Gotcha. All right, so my reps represent Unite, they represent Erosio, they represent Big Professional Color, they represent Babeless Clippers, they represent the Holy Black, which is a really dope barber brand. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those guys are so dope. I chilled out with a couple of those guys like probably three years ago at the the CT Barber Expo, and they were just like super down to earth, like just great guys yeah i met them at BarberCon in new york a couple years ago and like i just love their vibe and their packaging it's got like that cool apothecary feel you know it's just real sweet vintage stuff and uh yeah we took them on so we distribute them so for instance we represent them here so if you guys want to buy the holy black you would go through sullivan beauty and um That's how we work. And that, that way, like if you guys have a return of a damaged product or, you know, you want to get it next day, when you place an order with us, it comes in the following day. You don't have to go to a store. You pay a $9.95 shipping fee, and it saves you the hassle of going out and shopping and driving to the store and dealing with all that crap. You just order it, comes the next day. Right. Nice. So. That's what we do. Uh, That's what the reps do. But our reps are a little bit different than your typical rep. Our goal is to try and help our customers grow with their business goals. So, yeah, we've got products that you can buy from us, but we're real big resource directors. Like, we help people set up their websites. We help people with social media strategy. 
Uh, we help people brand their salons or their barber shops, right? We help people hire. We encourage uh, incentive programs to get your customers to buy products from you guys. There's a lot of business consultation that we wrap into what our consultants do. Because these days, most people can just jump on a website and place an order. Right. And that's great. We've got an awesome mobile responsive website called SullivanBeauty.com where barbers can go buy their clippers, buy their shears, buy their barberside talc products, whatever. That's easy breezy stuff. If you have a consultant or a rep, we can do that for you. But our reps really try and bring value to the table. So that's, that's, that's what we're up to. It's multidimensional. That's, that's, that's a lot different than showing up and here's my inventory sheet. Okay. See ya. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the big values that we bring to barbers and, and cosmetologists is ongoing education. Did you guys have fun at the uh, Rojo show that we did in Boston? I had a blast, man. I, I, like I said, I had just never been to anything like that. And yeah. I don't know if that's a normal thing. So like a brief history on like for me, just like, cause we didn't get a chance to really talk at that show, but like, I've been an absolute like, like nail and teeth grinder. Like I, I've, the way I've always approached barbering is like the more haircuts I do, the more money I make. Okay. Like, so I've never looked outside of just grinding my ass off. And then before Instagram came out, I had started looking around online for different conventions and different classes and different things where I could hang out with like-minded individuals. Right. You know, like meet other barbers, but it just wasn't there. But then once Instagram really kicked in, which is right when I opened my shop in 2011, um, things became things, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden I could see how people cut on the West Coast every single day. Yeah. I could see how um, people applied products. I learned how to like do and cut a pompadour from Instagram, like within three months of, you know, like. Totally. It, like, like, hey, you got to get this app, Instagram, and then, like, really started. So, anyway, I started to really branch out from just the typical, let me just bang out all these bald fades and these, you know, and, and, I, and I take a lot of pride in my craft. I'm not saying I'm just, like, get them in, get them out, but I, I have no problem working 12-hour days, 14-hour days, and just grinding up. Sure. Once I started seeing other things, I started learning that you could actually do a better quality product charge a lot more and work a lot less. Exactly. And, you know, and as I started having kids that became like, okay, I really need to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I, I live 10 minutes from my shop. I would love to be home more. I would love to um, not have to work 50 plus hours a week. Uh, so I started kind of getting that. I actually met um, Steve Ferreira through right. Instagram. <laughs> the barber's den. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are great. Steve and Evan. Yeah. I met all those guys through Instagram and I'm, I'm going, uh, you know, hanging out, hang, hanging out with them as much as possible. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, so Steve told me to come to that and I'm sitting there and I'm watching Nick cut with a razor. Like I have that tool yep. in my station. Why am I not? He's getting paid $450 for that haircut. That's right. <laughs> How come I'm not? And, yeah. That's and, a 30 minute haircut, 450 bucks. He's getting paid. Oh, you know, and it's like, all right. So, the thing that I picked up at that, just at that one event, I picked yep. up a lot of stuff. One, I don't know. I, I'm at the tip of the iceberg as far as cutting hair. So I've, I can make hair shorter, 
and I can blend with the best of them. My fades are right up there with anything in the world. Right. But I don't style the hair. I don't know anything about razor cutting. I, there's so much stuff I don't know. Sure. You know? Um, so that really opened my eyes. So I was, ex- I was excited. I was not discouraged. Um, two, there was nothing but just beautiful people around. Just great, like, awesome people to talk to. You know, I got inspired by different outfits. Like, I, I, get, I get inspired visually, you know? Totally. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you were super cool with the way you were hosting it. You were like a total natural. There was nothing awkward about the event. And um, you and Nick were just kind of vibing up there. And I just, I, I took down mad notes. So when I'm done with this, I'll send you all the notes I took from that night. Oh, I'd love to see them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was just crazy. And then, and then afterwards, we're all just chilling out. Like it was like all of a sudden, like a house party. Yep. Yep. It was great, and your dog's running around, you know, and it's like, this is this is the hair industry that I've never seen before. Yeah. And so I went home, my wife's like, how was it? And like, I wish you came. Like, yeah. You been, like, it was incredible. You got to try this stuff. You got to try that stuff. You, you know, you got to teach me how to use the the razor, like how you do it, you know? And so, right. Um, you know, it, what I started to really learn from that night, that kind of launched me into going, all right, I only know 30% of maybe if that of what I could know. So um, that's when I got pretty heavy on the podcast. Like I had already done it a couple of times. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm just going to start reaching out to everybody that I like, everybody that I look up to and just seeing if we can just rap for a minute and why not record it while we're at it, you know? Well, you touched on a couple of key things there, Jake, like there's four stages of learning. And this is a great lesson that I learned a while back that I'm just going to share. There's, it starts as unconsciously incompetent and mm-hmm. then it goes to consciously incompetent and then it goes to consciously competent and then it goes to unconsciously competent. And, and so let me give you an example. So unconsciously incompetent. If you think about a baby when they're crawling around, they don't know how to walk and they don't even know that walking is a thing yet. Right. They're just kind of moving around on their belly. Then they start crawling. So, they're unconsciously incompetent. They don't realize they can walk. Then all of a sudden, they get a little older. They're crawling. They see toddlers walking around. They're like, oh, that's something I can do. That is consciously incompetent. They realize that they can't do something, but that something is something that they want to do, walking, right? So right. then they start to walk, but they really have to concentrate on it. They're holding on to something. They are consciously competent, once they're our age, we're walking around, talking, breathing on the phone. You're not even thinking about walking. We are now unconsciously competent. So the reason I bring that up is like when, when people come to a hair show for the first time, I think they go from unconsciously incompetent to unconsciously competent where they're like, wait a second. I mean, I, I'm sorry. They go from unconsciously incompetent to consciously incompetent they're like whoa there's a lot more out here that i can learn about and right you talked about styling the hair and cutting the hair you've got your fading game down but what we're starting to see these days especially in new england as men are getting a little bit more progressive with their haircuts you brought up pompadours you're starting to see a little bit longer hair up top it's like do you know how to use a texturizing shear to take bulk out of the hair and to properly style it? Or do you know how to use a matte paste and use a blow dryer to really get that matte paste to pop and activate it? Right. Those are things that are a little bit more advanced that I think barbers who have been in the game for a while understands. 
And there's a lot of people that go to a barbershop to get a fade, but if they have longer hair up top, they'll go see a stylist just to get the top cut and styled and finished. Exactly. So, yeah. I think, I think events like this kind of open your eyes to that. And then you get professionals like this guy, Nick Arojo. And for the people who are listening, you spell his name A-R-R-O-J-O. Look mm-hmm. him up on Wikipedia. The guy is like the godfather of razor cutting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and this cat's getting 500 bucks a haircut. And he's huge because he knows what he's up to. And, and these are the types of people we bring into town. And we have cosmetologists and barbers that will come to these shows and they learn about his trajectory in the, in the beauty industry. Like how he got from his humble roots to where he is now, where he owns multiple salons, he owns multiple schools, yeah. he's got a couple of product lines, you know, he's been on a celebrity on TV, he was on a show called What Not to Wear for 13 years. Like the dude's killing it these days, right? No, he said one of his quotes was, I've made over a million dollars with this razor. Yeah. And yep. it's like, I want to say that someday. And I'm, and I'm not, I'm not going to get groupy about it. I'm not going to be like, oh, that's so cool. I want to do that too. Like, maybe it's not going to be a razor, but I, I've, and, and I read a lot too, man. And I just feel like I'm like one or two skill sets away from really popping financially. Good. You know, like I have a lot of knowledge. I don't know how to really teach the knowledge. Like this, this, like for instance, this podcast is starting to become something. You know what I mean? Right. What's the skill that I'm missing? Maybe it's a sales skill to really push this to the masses where I can monetize. Sure. I don't know what, just an example. When I hear people say stuff like that, that pops in my head. I'm like, yo, we can do this. I can do this. And once I can do it, I can teach it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, baby. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my whole thing. So, um, one of the, one of the, so I just pulled up my notes right here because I'm sitting on Evernote anyway. Right. From, from that night. Um, first thing I wrote was I need to learn razor cutting, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the, the big quote from him that night, and it really changed the way I thought about my shop. Cause I was in the process of hiring. I had three spaces to fill. Okay. Um, he said, you hire talent and talent brings in the clients. Yep. Okay. You don't wait for extra clients to show up and then fill the chairs with just some people just to cut their hair. Like fine, go out, find the talent. Cause they'll bring in the cuts, you know? Absolutely. And so that, that was kind of huge. So, like, kudos to you guys for throwing that kind of stuff. Like, I want, like, I want to see more of that. I would go to that every week if that, if that was a thing. Well, yeah. you know, we've got, we've got tons of ongoing education. I mean, for anybody who's listening right now, it's really easy to check it out. You can look it up on your phone. You just go to SullivanBeauty.com forward slash EDU, as in education. And that gives you our ongoing education calendar. And we're based out of southern New Hampshire, but we service all the states of New England. So we've got tons of stuff going on. I mean, last week on Newberry Street at a really cool barbershop called the Barbershop Lounge, owned by this kid, Danny Domingo. He's also a uh, educator for, uh, I think it's V76. Um, He's got a couple of killer barbers that work for him. One of them mm. is a kid called Gamma GQ. Check him out on Instagram. Oh, yeah, you know, know kid. Gamma, yeah. So Gamma's a Puerto Rican kid out of Boston. And what I love about this kid is he's such a hustler, like came from nothing. Now he is an international platform artist with Babelist <laughs> Pro for Barbers, okay? Yeah. He's traveling around the world on stage teaching literally for hundreds and for thousands of people at certain events next to, you know, Stagold, Sophie. You got um, 
Rob, the original, who's on stage with him. Like, this is his crew. He's with the Babelist Pro crew, and they've got so dope-ass clippers. And so we represent Babelist. Like, the, the gold FX and the rose gold FX clippers right now, the, the cord cordless that are, like, so hot you can't get them. They sold out crazy at BarberCon, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, one of the brands we rep. So we have access to really great educators like Gamma GQ. And so we hosted a class on Newberry Street two weeks ago. It was kind of a boutique class. We had, uh, I think there were 35 people at the class. And ironically, it was mostly cosmetologists. It was a men's cutting class. Mm. Gamma taught it. We uh, had an African-American dude and we had a Caucasian dude. So you got two different textures of hair. And he does two different cuts from start to finish. And he's working on different techniques the types of tools he likes to use, when he's using a trimmer versus a clipper, why he's using different sets of clippers, you know. So it's very informational in that way. But what I I like about these events is, number one, they're local. They're inexpensive. That one was 50 bucks. Or if you you bought a trimmer or clipper, you get free tickets for your whole team. Um, And they're very comprehensive education classes. One of the things that I've seen with barbers, though, is I feel like some of the barbers that are out there kind of have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Like, look, I got my own thing going. I got my shop. I got my vibe. And that's all well and good. Yeah. But, but you know, I think some of them are a little closed-minded and don't necessarily want to open their eyes to additional education. Where with cosmetologists, they're always hungry for learning more, you know? Without question, here's my theory on that. Okay. As a barber, well, let me start this way, actually. Cosmetologists will get left in the dust if they're not up and on the trends, right? Right. Like, my wife's constantly, like, it was balayage for years. Like, got to do balayage, right? Right. Um, So, I don't even know what I'm switching to now because I can't think of it off the top of my head. But I I showed her that American Wave stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? And she was like, yes, you know, I want to, how do I get that? I'm like, we got to, you know, we got to figure it out. Honestly, just now I realized I dropped the ball on that because I was supposed to call you about that. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> no problem. Uh, we got you now. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, the, the, the barbers are going to be okay if they do the education or not. Right. Because they'll be, some barbers are fine doing men's regulars all day long until they die. Yep. That's, that's for those barbers. You know what I mean? Right. For me. I'm an art person. Like, I'm all about art. Like, when I'm not cutting hair and, like, hustling up my little side hustles, I'm watching either graffiti or haircut videos. That's Dope. it. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I just want to watch art all day long because it feeds my soul. So when I found out that hair could be art, if that makes – that may sound silly, like, as if – like, why did you not know that? But I think when I was really up – like – I kind of knew it, right? But being there and seeing Nick do that with, I don't know, what did he do, eight cuts or something? Like, well, finished? Yep. He yep. banged out a whole bunch of clients Yeah. inside of an hour. And, like, I think he was just kind of finishing up and showing how things became what they were. Right. Um, there is some prep work involved in that, just to be, yeah, clear. Right. So, and I'm like, all right, this is, these are all different canvases, and they're all different frames, and he's just bringing out his art, like, it just, it made me, I, I bought new shears. I, I got, like, I just, I was like, all right, I want to do art again, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so I think that that is what inspires a lot of barbers is the art side of it. Yep. But a lot of them, 
I'll, and I'll say even for myself, when I first decided to become a barber, I was like, word, I'm going to be able to wear sweatpants and sneakers to work and I'm going to sit down most of the day. Sounds good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and then I realized that it's not like that at all if I want to make any sort of money because I've always been a money person. Like I'm always – no, no, that sounded really shallow. I've always been like a like an earner. Like a, yeah, I, no, I man. I mean, be able to make good a, money. That's the purpose of business, right? If you're going to be spending your time on this, you want to have a profit at the end of the day with that hustle. Right. And so – I'm just like my father. I show up to work every day, same time, do the same thing every day, eat the same thing every day. You know, I have like four different things that I wear to work and I just go, 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 go. And then like, you know, I'm almost 40 now, Tyler. Man, I'm 30. I'm, you know, my, my health is not really that great because I don't eat. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't go to the bathroom when I should stop to go to the bathroom. I just keep cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. It's like, I got cysts on both my knees. I got, well, you know, all this crazy stuff I've never even shared with my audience, but it's like I realized, like, okay, time to start working smarter. And to be honest, I want to get back to the art. And just so, like I said, I, I keep almost coming back to that show every time because that's when I really realized. Like, it really popped for me. Like, I'm only – I'm acting as though I'm at the dead end of this thing, and I'm, not, I'm only at the first part of the road. Right. Well, I think, I think you bring up a couple of good points. And, and you know, the, the big thing between, you know, barbers not going to education versus cosmetologists going to education, you're right. The cosmetologists have to stay on top of trends. They have to keep their clients satisfied or else clients are going to go find another trendier shop where barbers can be comfortable. And as long as they've got tight fades, they do a good job, it's a good, comfortable type of an environment that their clients enjoy being at. You're in good shape for the most part, right? Right. Um, so I think barbers are, can get content really easily, which is cool. That's fine. If you're down for that, that's good, right? If you have a comfortable lifestyle, that's great. Um, I think the two things that really inspire the different type of barber that might be hungry for learning or, you know, the cat that's searching different heads on Instagram and checking out different stuff that inspires them is number one, art, like you said, and number two is you know, working smarter and not harder and making yeah. more money in the same amount of time. And one of the ways that you can raise your price and justify it is going to ongoing education. And, you know, we used to print out certificates and people would post them in their shop and you'd walk in and it's like you're at a doctor's office where there's certificates everywhere and it's justified like, wow, these guys go to ongoing education. They know what's up these days. We've got these digital portfolios that show our lifestyles in Instagram <laughs> and, you know, Facebook, even depending on your age demographic. And you can show where you're at and your stories like, oh, we're at this show. We're learning this cool stuff. And the people who are following you guys are seeing that. And that type of stuff inspires people because your clients are like, wow, these guys are on top of their game. So when you have a price increase of three bucks or five bucks on your cut, it justifies it, right? Right. And I think the big thing, you know, these guys over at uh, the Barber's Den, Steve specifically, really inspire me as a distributor because I'm watching barbers like them who want to get more involved in the styling and the finishing and the understanding of how to really complete a haircut, not just their fading game. They got tight fades, but they're really focused on how do I incorporate product? And now their right. clients are taking home product and using it and they're teaching them how to style it themselves at home. And I think that's a, a more comprehensive element of the game that allows you to charge more and really kind of elevates you 
to be a better barber in the long run. And that comes from continued education and going to these events and learning, you know, that's a big thing. You know, I know barbers are cheap too. Um, when it, when it comes, well, let me, not, let me not say we're cheap because we don't mind spending money on drinks, Jordans, cars, <laughs> things like that. But majority of people, when it's like, Hey, listen, um, you know, I got, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Juno, Scissor Warrior. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, he came to the shop a couple of weeks ago and he brought these shears. And I explained to my guys, I got, you know, we got eight shears. So seven other guys, uh, you know, hey, listen, I'm going to buy some nice shears today. Um, or I, I gave him a couple, I mean, like maybe a week warning, actually. Like, look, this guy sells high end stuff. It's not like going to Sally's and getting a pair of $80 shears. This is, right. You know, and, you know, half my guys were like all about it. And half my guys were like, no, I don't see the point. Yep. And and I totally get both sides of it, you know, but that's just like a pretty good cross section, pretty good idea of like what it is like, oh, that class is 400 bucks. <laughs> what? That's like a car payment. That's like, yeah, but then you'll make a car payment like, you know. Yeah, it's 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 hard. Like, I guess either all about it or you're, or you're like you said, you're just content being content. And that's yeah. Fun. Yeah. I mean, I think like, you know, when it comes to tools of the trade, let's talk about clippers for a second. You know, clippers, you need a good set of clippers. You're using that all day. When you're looking at shears, like an $80 pair of shears versus a $400 pair of shears, a $400 pair of shears is an awesome investment because of the fact that it's going to last you forever the shears stay sharp. They're Japanese forged steel. We're talking like ninja sword stuff, right? So this is really quality equipment that's going to last you a long time. And like for me, I'm a sneakerhead and my shoe game is strong. And yeah. I need that <laughs> because when I'm walking into barbershops and salons, they are judging me within the first five seconds that I walk in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's part of my my stick, man, my wardrobe. I, I've got to be on point. So I'll spend a couple hundred bucks on some kicks, right? Right. My wardrobe has to be on point. Um, and, and I just feel like tools of the trade are worth the investment. You don't have to go nuts with it. Um, but right. when it comes to a good pair of shears or a good pair of clippers, you, you want something that's going to be quality, that's going to last. It's not going to be biting hairs, you know, that type of stuff. Um, in sure. addition to that, when we're talking about education, there's different levels of education. Like the event that you came to, I think, was a complimentary event. Yeah. So, you know, you got, to, you got to check that out, get inspired, learn, see haircuts, etc. for free. Uh, we just did another one with him at Foxwoods this past Monday for 130 people, and we got bomb ass re- reports on it. Like people love it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we had the barber class down on Newberry Street that was 50 bucks. But if you wanted to do a hands on class with Nick Arojo, it's a two day hands on razor cutting class. That's going to cost you 800 bucks. Yeah. Now some people are going to look at that and balk at that and be like, "Dude, I can go on vacation for 800 bucks." Yeah, you can. Or you can take a razor cutting class and learn how to really perfect the game and raise the price of your ticket by 20 or 30 bucks. That adds oh. up real quick at the end of the week, right? <laughs> yeah, like from, from the guy who said he's made over a million dollars with his razor. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so one, one thing I want to get across to people right now, it just crossed my mind. Find and locate the people that you look up to and respect. Yeah. And then DM them 
a few times and see if they respond. I have yet to the I've been I haven't been responded to a, a couple different times by a couple different people. Okay. But who cares? Like the I hit you up, you were like, "Yep, let's do it." I hit up jo- Barbara Josh OP. Uh, yep. He's doing the event at the um he's doing a class at Barbara's Den. He was like, "Yep, let's do it." I can't wait to talk to him. I can't wait to talk to you. I, I, I'm sure I could hit up. I, I actually sent a, a thank you direct message to uh, Nick Arosha. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, absolutely. It was nice to meet you." Like these, like there's no gatekeepers anymore, guys. We can no. do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, <laughs> we can do. You want to make your own education? Do it. Call somebody. Link up. Do something. Like you know, for me, I'd like to see a few things change in the industry, which is one, I'd like to see the the common barber understand that there's only the tip of the iceberg that you're seeing. And if you want more, it's here just, yep. to, just to get that across. You don't need it just to get the idea across. Um, you know, two, um, do what you like, do like, do what you love. That's, you know, I've always said previous episodes, excuse me. I feel like a free man. I, I do whatever the hell I want. Sure. <laughs> you know, like I have to like be at the shop and make sure everybody is having a good day and make sure all my barbers understand their, their purpose and what they're all about. And I have to do that, but that's fun for me. You know, yeah. like I came home, hung out with my family for a little bit and now I'm rapping with you. And it's like, this is what I wanted to do today. This is like, I'm free. <laughs> like <laughs> you become free when you're able to provide a great service for somebody. Sure. You no. Know? Um, when you're able to make a living off of your name or your reputation or whatever it is, you know, and, and barbers can do that so fast. So, um, getting back to distribution a little bit. Sure. If a barber's listening to this goes, Hey, I want that in my shop or a shop owner, you know, cause I could see when I had multiple, when I get multiple shops, when I could see this service being really helpful where, you know, we, we, we hit you up. This is what you carry. Okay. We need these, these, and these. If somebody wanted to either a use your company to, you know, receive products for their shop or get a product in your line for other shops, how would they go about that? Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's pretty easy. You just jump on your phone, go to SullivanBeauty.com. You know, Sullivan is S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N, SullivanBeauty.com. And then you can shop for anything you want right there. Um, because we are a wholesale distributor, you have to be a licensed barber or cosmetologist to buy from us. Meaning when you get to our website, you'll be able to see everything we offer, but you won't be able to see pricing until you log in because yeah. you have to be a registered user, which is super easy. We made our login process like, you know, it takes 30 seconds basically. Um, but yeah, you can get your Babelist clippers and trimmers there. Your holy black. We got some great men's lines. We represent uh, Go Twenty Four Seven, which is a really high end men's line. We've got one called uh, Mitch. We've got one called Maverick. Um, oh, you got, got the a- Maverick stuff there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, that's a brand uh, designed by Paul Mitchell, and we have the distribution for Paul Mitchell in Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. If a barber from Massachusetts wanted to buy Maverick or even Mitch, uh, they would go through Hairlines.com. Okay. Hairlines is the local distributor of that down here. But, yeah, we've got that too. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty easy. You just log on to our website, check some stuff out, add it to your cart, check out, bada-bing, bada-boom, it comes to you the next day. Nice. 
Yeah. Nice, man. All right. So, side note. Yeah. You make some pretty dope art, man. What's going on with that? I, I didn't know <laughs> that about you. I was, you know, I like to go through people. Usually your Instagram story is very interesting. So, I usually like to make sure I check that out a couple couple times a week. And Thank you. Thank I, I think you. you've been painting some cool stuff, man. Let's talk to me about that. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I always grew up wanting to be an artist for Disney, actually. I wanted to draw, I drew cartoons growing up. I grew up, I grew up watching like He-Man and like all these Thundercats. And, yeah, like, Thundercats. Right? So I used to draw like action figures, all muscular and stuff. That's always been my jam. So I, I kind of, I'm a very good illustrator. I can draw well. And then in past years, um... I'm so busy with the business, I don't necessarily have the opportunity to tap into my art as much as I'd like to. So when I've got free time these days, I'm exploring painting a little bit. And um, I, I got into ceramics for a while. I was building these gigantic Rasta lion masks after coming <laughs> back from Jamaica. These big badass lions that had dreadlocks hanging down and everything, you know. So whenever I can get my hands in art, I'm all about it. I really enjoy uh, taking photographs and manipulating them in Photoshop. I'm, uh, when I graduated from college in Newport, Rhode Island, Salve Regina University. Oh, nice. I went um, to school for business and marketing. And then afterwards, I ended up um, going back to school at Southern New Hampshire University and being tutored in graphic design for a couple years. So now my art comes through in my workplace in the form of event flyers and things of that nature. So I still get to kind of dabble with it. It's just yeah. in different forms these days. Sure, man. I can see. I mean, you can tell, like, you guys are artistic. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really talk to your sister that much, but you and Carrie is like, it's Carrie, right? Yep. Yeah, sorry. Um, I could just tell we're like, just like dudes I would chill with on a regular, you know? Right. Um, so... We go to Newport all the time. We oh, love, for real? We, yeah, we're in Newport almost every week. We, uh, we end up buying a condo. Let me put it this way. My wife wanted to buy a condo in Newport, and I kind of wanted to wait. And so we compromised and bought a condo in Newport. Sick, and, uh, <laughs> Where is it? it it's, um, it's right near the football field for Salve Virginia. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Merton Road. It's right. Right, uh, she's gonna be pissed. I just put that out there on this, <laughs> this massive thing. But it's it's right there, man. I mean, we're we're a twelve minute walk to the beach and about a fifteen minute walk to oh, Saint Street. Good for you. No, um, yeah, we love it. We got married down there. We we hang out down there. We do all our anniversaries down there. The kids love it. Now. It's just we we'll, we'll we'll I can't picture us retiring anywhere else except there. Dope. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Newport's a great place. <laughs> I actually, funny story. I went down there. And I needed a haircut because I was going to California the next day for a hair show. And I found a barbershop. It looked kind of cool. I won't mention the name. I roll into the barbershop. Um, you know, the dudes kind of looked like they knew what they were doing. Okay. Yeah. I sit down. I get just like a nice medium fade, nice high and tight type thing with, you know, I got longer hair up top. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, he left that alone. I walk out of the shop and I am like, this mofo just botched me up so bad. Oh. I was, uh, I was horrible, bro. You know? And uh. so I walk out and I take a video of myself and I send it to my homie, Gamma GQ, who cuts <laughs> hair over here at Boston. I'm like, bro, you need to help me out. I'm flying to California tomorrow. Would you please come to my crib and cut me up? And he's like, yeah, man, no problem. 
he oh came through, God. he cleaned me up. And, uh, you know, the next day I was with the, you know, the owner of Paul Mitchell, basically. He can't be walking into a hair show with a botched up haircut. No. So anyways, don't judge a book by its cover. Do your research on Instagram when you're looking for barbers and new locations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. That's, that's, that's important. That's yeah. A lot of times if you're just walking in, it's the newest guys that have this, the space to take you. You know what I'm saying? That or right. the, the least experienced, I'll say. You know, right? Yeah. Um, you know that's <laughs> how it is at my shop, and that's why all my new guys are right next to me, and I'm watching everything. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, quality control. So uh, that's cool, man. Yeah, if you're if you're ever down there in that gym again, shoot me a text because I know some heads down there now that are. Perfect. Uh, right outside of Newport, but definitely, definitely rocking it. All right, cool. Um, so quick little thing I've been trying to do with people now is I like to know uh, a few things. What's your favorite music and or favorite album and favorite movie, you know, things like that. What, like, what, like, what do you listen to music wise? Wow. Um, all right. So lately I've been, I've got a big eclectic music taste, but when I'm at home, I listen to Kanye West radio a lot on the Pandora and yep. uh you know I got Alexa in the house so I'm I'm, I'm listening to the, oh shit she just she just heard me <laughs> <laughs> uh so you know I, I'm a classic hip-hop guy I love hip-hop but Kanye is one of my favorite artists I like his range of music Lil Wayne mm-hmm. uh Jay-Z uh today in the car I was listening to Sinatra and yeah. I was listening to um the chill station on my satellite radio Nice. So that's like, you know, deep house kind of mellow lounge music type stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's an eclectic range. I like that. I'm I'm a yeah, 90s hip hop fiend and then I branch out from there like I've, I've been loving like uh I don't know if you ever listened to um Eli Paperboy Reed. If you don't know about him. No. Just a just a southern soul rock blues rock like mania yes yes i'm <laughs> into like that his last couple of his last two releases are phenomenal the first one is pretty good the one there's one in the middle where it seemed like he tried to go a little like studio commercial with it and i didn't really care for it but um yeah like i'm, I'm kind of all over the place too but it really always comes back to hip-hop i'm gonna um, check that out favorite movie or top three are you a film guy you get into the film oh my god yeah big time i'm a movie buff i love it um favorite uh, it's tough. I would probably say Goonies. Yeah. Um, I really like the Star Wars franchise, and I'm kind of a dork when it comes to like the Pixar stuff because, like yeah. I said, I wanted to be an artist for Disney. So I'm just super fascinated by that computer animation joint. So like, yeah. you know, whatever comes out of Pixar, I'm a fan of. Basically, I got lucky because you know. My kids, you know, they're the age now where they watch all that stuff, and it's just a great time to be watching that. It's not corny, you know? Like right. They, they slide <laughs> stuff in for the adults. So I know, exactly. Yeah, we beautiful. just watched uh, The Incredibles 2 the other night with my nephews and nieces. It was a blast. I haven't seen that yet. They, they, the first Incredibles, like, for some reason, scared the crap out of my younger son. And, like, <laughs> so we just didn't finish it, and then, like, I don't want you – know, we'll wait. I think we got to wait till like, the midwinter. <laughs> yeah, good call. Um. And then it, you're going out, you're out with your friends, you, your go-to drink is what? Uh, these days, I'm drinking a lot of old fashions with whistle pig rye. It's like, you know, a sweeter whiskey or rye drink. Um, <laughs> aside from that, 
I like me some Moscow Mules with Tito's. Those are probably yeah. my two go-to drinks these days. Nice. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't drink the clear liquor, man. I haven't drank it for many years. It usually ends in uh, something. Either I'm explaining an injury or trying to. <laughs> I, or I'm a, a lot of apologies. I've had to apologize a lot of times when I drink either gin or vodka. <laughs> uh, I, tend to, I haven't drank that in uh, probably since I think the last time I did was right when I met my wife, and I took her to go visit my, my one of my closest friends moved to Chicago. Right. We started drinking White Russians all day. Oh boy. And I just hit this point where I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be that guy right now." And <laughs> Just started throwing stuff around this bar, and she was she was appalled. And, yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's right. I forgot. I don't really like you know. Even though it's mixed with a bunch of other stuff, just that vodka. I don't know. It's Everything like, in moderation, baby. Everything yeah, in moderation. So, I like barely <laughs> drink. I'm like a craft beer guy. I have like a beer. Like, yeah, you know, I just I can't hang anymore. But dude, thanks for being on tonight, man. Thanks for really breaking down that um, distribution a little bit better. Yeah, People could see that, that. Like, I understand. Like in a salon, there's so much product and so much stuff that makes so much sense. And the barbers, we're getting there. Like, we're gonna need that. So let's let's get ahead of the game. Let's be innovators. If 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 I if you, if I want you to take anything from this, is that let's cross over. Everybody wants to be Barbara or Cosmo. Let's cross over and just call it hair. And like, let's be hair professionals. And exactly. Let's uh, inspire each other and let's keep pushing this rock up the hill. See what happens on the other side. You know? Yeah, man, that's what it's all about. I mean, I thank you very much for the platform and, and having me on to speak a little bit about distribution, education and things. I mean, if anybody gets anything from this thing tonight, I hope it was helpful to learn a little bit about distribution and also, um, you know, I just think use us as a resource more so for understanding what's going on around you. We've got some pretty cool barber events that we're working on right now that are coming up that are a little bit more comprehensive in the sense of we'll have cutting. But we also want to take a guy like Gamma and talk about how he went from nothing to being a platform artist. You know, what does that trajectory look like? How do you do that? Right. Um, we've got some guys that we're talking to who – do copywriting so you can kind of brand yourself and come up with your own clothing or your own logos and, and really kind of monetize that. And that's the type of like business aspect, a full circle type of a education that we're trying to do for barbers. So, you know, keep in touch with us, selvinbeauty.com slash edu. Keep your eyes open for that. And certainly if we can help you with any of your products or you want to reach out to us, uh, people can write me directly at Tyler at sullivanbeauty.com that's great man i appreciate you you're like super super accessible yeah it's really fun to work with you guys and and just to see you know your passion for the whole thing man it's just really dope so thanks um until the next time i see you uh much appreciation and um you're gonna catch me at some of these events i didn't realize how easy it was to catch uh all on one website so yeah (laughs) yeah all right man we'll keep up the good fight we love what you're doing over there All right. Thanks, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. All right. Bye.